0: Day two of the draft had a couple surprise picks and we'll talk about that with a special guest on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On
1: Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You might notice that there's So I kind of changed up the graphic a little bit because I typically, this is like a little kind of mini weird thing I do. The Ducks colors are gold, you know, Orange County, orange and black, but there's a certain tint to that logo because we have a special guest who covers the San Diego goals as well as I do, John Broadbent from Defend the Nest SD. How's it going, John?
1: Good, good. Hey, glad to be back. Long time no talk
0: yeah it's been a long time (laughs) all right we're gonna get things started talking about well first let's just briefly talk about um your website and your twitter and all that fun stuff
1: sure um yeah i've been i've sort of branched out and did my own website covering the goals been doing it for about four or five years now um and i try to do recaps of every single game i think i did pretty good last year in terms of covering every single one almost um and then when the off seasons hits like this i'll um deep dive into a whole bunch of things and try to provide updates and uh hey the coach announcement yesterday was um I wasn't exactly yeah. on the ground floor of that, but I, I kind of helped to break it, I'd like to think, because I noticed somebody else noticed it first, and then I was like, oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I noticed that someone else caught it first. I'm like, hmm, I don't know if we should report on that because, yeah. you know, because of where I work. So I was like, Let, let's let's get a confirmation first. <laughs> and by the way, I forgot to introduce myself. Uh, my name is Jason J.D. Hernandez, as you can see on the screen. My Twitter account is at StimpyJD, and John Broadbent is at DefendTheNestSD. So check out our Twitters. Um, you could find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Alright, intro's done. Before we get to the draft picks, do you want to talk about that latest bit of news? Because I alluded to it yesterday. We may oh. as well start with the latest coach for the San Diego Goals because this will kind of lean into it a little bit.
1: Yeah, I like it. Um, it kind of came out of nowhere, but um, I like it in terms of his record. Um, that's a bit of a pun because he has got the record for most AHL ones. Um, yeah, he does. Hard to believe given how bad the Barracuda have been the last couple of years. But, um, that's just it. Um, he's he's a good coach and they need that.
0: Yeah, Roy Summer, the long, long, long time coach of the San Jose Barracuda, the, the Worcester Sharks. So we're going way back. Oh my gosh. I saw him coaching Worcester. Oh, oh man. That's a long time ago. And he joins the ranks of the San Diego Gulls. So just down the five freeway. Sorry, for those of you outside of Southern California, the I-5 freeway. There. Everyone (laughs) else outside of SoCal feels better than I said the I-5 freeway.
1: Yeah. um, And I'm really interested to see what what assistance he brings in. And it's also intriguing that it's only a one-year deal. So I, I saw people already speculating. That um, does that line up with the eakins thing running out
0: and, that's yeah. that was my first thought exactly with Ekins getting that one year extension and this kind of came as a sort of shock because we talk about the coach last season only lasting one year remember about this time last year we thought the bouchard hire might be sort of an audition of sorts right mm, yes and the goals i mean Not having the ideal season kind of limping into the playoffs. I've mentioned several times the goals had that long, long, long streak going into the playoffs. Losing that many in a row. And uh, poor Dostal having to take the brunt of that. I I, I love Lukash, And (laughs) getting swept out of the playoffs by the Ontario Reign also didn't help. I think what was the nail in the coffin was... Benching Olin Zellweger game two, which I still disagree with. Not that he's not the coach, I can say that. I disagree with that decision a thousand percent. Yeah. He was good. Yep. He was fine. Yeah. And and now we got Roy Summer. So what are some other thoughts on this new hire about the one year deal? Um what what's the deal?
1: It could yeah, I guess it could be a show me deal. Um, they're probably slightly gun shy given how the whole Bouchard thing worked out. Um and you can't really go wrong with his record. Um, And it's also double interesting that he'd already accepted a role higher up in the Sharks organization, but he's come back to coach in the AHL for this. So what else is going on behind the scenes there? Um, The mind boggles.
0: This might be a one-year kind of... This is obviously a rebuild for the Ducks franchise right now. And the Eakins one-year deal could coincide with that. Could there be something else in the works after this season? Because... Maybe there could be a coach that's more available after this season. Who knows, right? Yeah. So it'll be really interesting to see. If it's it becomes... anything
1: like this like this last season where we've seen a massive merry-go-round of coach changes, um, that's possibly what the Ducks are banking on. So,
0: Yeah. All right, so let's get to the picks because yes. this is what we really want to talk about. Day two of the NHL draft. Not as dramatic as day one. Um, no French kissing going on in in this broadcast i
1: actually missed that i was i had my head down looking at my laptop and then i heard the comments saying whoa draft after dark what's going on there and i was like oh what i miss, what i miss."
0: yeah um, to yeah maverick's uh, parents french kissing on national tv after he got chosen by arizona Wow, well, yeah, he got it got steamy there
1: well and when in montreal you know it's the origin well i guess no not the origin but
0: you know <laughs> Bravo, points for you. (laughs) All right, so I talked at length yesterday about Manticoff's pick and Nathan Gauthier, which I think is an interesting pick because that's straight out of the Quebec League. And the Ducks continued that trend into game two. First, they got Nathan from Quebec, which I think is a solid pick. You know, he kind of fits that crash in front of the net, be a big body, screen... And then they went to the next highest rated player in that Quebec league, Noah Warren, who I like that pick a lot. I know you like that pick. So I'll start with you. What do you like about this pick? What do you like about Noah Warren?
1: Um, I love this pick I'm just from reading about it. Um, his size, his uh, defensive awareness, um, he seems like just a impo- massive imposing defenseman. Uh, and so slowly realizing that the Ducks are in a full rebuild now. They need to start refilling the cupboard, but also replacing pieces that they've lost. So big-minute eating defenseman like Hampus Lindo. Um This is what this feels like to me as a replacement for him. Um, but at the same time, and I'm going to make this comment in an article that I'm doing for a recap on both days of the draft. As much as this is the first verbake draft and it's different in a lot of ways. I mean, first ever Russian taken since 2003 in the first round, 2001. 2001. Um, 2001 and yep. the first Russian in the first round taken in a year where everyone's freaked out about Russians. Um and so yeah, lots of things different, lots of size. That's the common trend on this one as opposed to taking a flyer on a small guy. Um but at the same time, a lot of things remained the same. Like there was a lot of that Beak, but there was a lot of Martin Madden still there. And this, uh, the first thing I thought of about reading about Noah Warren was Tyson Hines. He, mm-hmm. like, same long reach, same league, uh, defensive acumen. Um, just, yeah, sort of really made me think a lot like him. Um, uh, just athleticism, everything.
0: I look at his defensive game as being a responsible defenseman, as it were. Where he's not going to give up on shifts. Big, big minute eater. Uh, The goals could use someone like that. Because I know they had a bit of issues in defense last season. Partially as a result of players being let go by the Ducks, being traded. You mentioned Hampus Lindholm being one of them. uh, Current Stanley Cup champion, Manson. Yeah. Once you lose those two guys, then you have guys from San Diego come up. And all of a sudden... Trevor Carrick is carrying the load for mm. San Diego. And you need those kind of guys to replenish your defensive pool, as it were.
1: Yeah, and I also forgot to mention that um, when we drafted Mintuk- Mintukov, Mintukov, um yesterday, uh, I tweeted out saying, because I was trying to think, okay, for the future, we have a skilled guy on the left, a brawny guy on the right. Um, mm-hmm. So, one, you know, Zellweger um Hellison. Uh Michikov, and then I just put Drysdale. But he doesn't really fit that. So I was thinking in the back of my mind, I wonder if we're going to go after a, a right shooting big defensive defenseman. And that's the first one that p- picked him on the second day. So, yeah, you can see where their thoughts
0: are going. I can see where the long-term thoughts are going. Uh, as of right now, he is only – or he's – as of this recording – only 17 years old he turns 18 in a week by the way yeah, so yeah early early happy birthday to Noah Warren by the way
1: yeah and that classes him as still being eligible in 2024 for AHL as opposed right. to like Zelweger was picked pretty young for his age and then we're going to talk about him later but um is it Hibbardston? <laughs> I can't say that last name but yeah one of the fifth rounders um yeah. he, he's only 17 as well so
0: so I think I think long-term, this is a good selection for the Ducks in general. I would expect him, he's going to go back to juniors this coming season, playing got to know. So he'll, he'll be going back to completing his year 18 season. But I, I look at the frame, I look at the body. You know, you always need that big body guy. You always need someone that kind of thinks shot first. Uh, physical acumen's good, the skating's good. Um, what other thoughts do you have just on this pick and on Noel Warren's game? You may have noticed.
1: Defensive ability and compete. Uh, it's it's what every team needs. And I mean, it's a copycat lead. You always see teams look at whoever won the Stanley Cup most recently, and they all try to emulate that. Um, so the Aves, they they all they've got their skill guys, but they've also got their big guys to compliment. Um, I mean, who's the second guy he gave the cup to? Eric Johnson. Um yeah, Johnson. And Madsen, of course. Um,
0: uh, no, actually, Madsen was down the line. You know who was third yeah. to get the cup? cars yeah,
1: I'm just thinking they've got their Kelma cards, they've got their Sam, oh, okay, yeah, but they've got their big dudes that complement them as well. Um, and you need that. And so, sorry, I keep reiterating the same points. Uh, his game is just from what I was reading. It's it, I love it a lot. <laughs> like <laughs> someone described it as well as like he uses his frame and reach to just corner guys so even the little skill guys can't get away because he's just so big like he just essentially bear bear hugs them but not like illegally um but uses his his long reach and stick to to shut down essentially um
0: I, I think the thing he needs to learn a little bit and that will come in time uh what he needs to learn is to reach around but not take many penalties because there were times where he took some penalties because he thought he could beat them with his skating and the reach round. So I think that's something that he'll learn in time. But again, he's only seventeen. Yeah. you know yeah. He'll, he'll be fine.
1: Um, and you can't really... you
0: can't teach size.
1: No, that's the yeah, that's a common comment that's come out of this, and I, i'm I'm really happy with this pick. Yeah,
0: yep. Um, and the other pick, and I want to kind of put these two together because apparently these two guys are good friends. I don't know if you caught kind of the talking between him and Tristan Luneau, also from Gatineau. Know. I like this pick a lot. Mainly for the... You also need another good defenseman. You need a good partner in crime. And also, they're good friends. So what was your first take on the Luneau pick?
1: Um, I did not know they were good friends. That's awesome. I knew they were teammates. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, upon reading about them... Um, what stood out to me was again, it's sort of following the same formula of what we've seen in years past. The, the ducks took a risk on, um, a kid with potential, but who's had an injury that made his numbers look bad. And that's, I mean, by all, uh, for all reasons, he should have had a higher ranking for the going to this draft. He was first overall for the 2020, um, Q Q draft. Um, he put up a really good rookie season in the shortened pandemic year. Um, and it was only like, his, he was supposed to just keep getting better and better this season, but he had off season surgery on his knee and uh, spent the first part of the season sort of recovering from that. So um, I, yeah, I like this pick as well in terms of he reads like an all round defenseman. Um, doesn't really seem to excel in any one particular thing, but does all things well. And um, trying to, Trying to really, sounds like I'm repeating again, but long Longtime also was kind of like that. Um, offense and defense, uh, you need those kind of players. Um, and it doesn't hurt to have someone with both sides of skill sets coming on the yep. back end.
0: A little smaller than his counterpart, by the way. He's 6'2, a buck 90. He is 18. He turned 18 J- January 12th. Um, what I like about his game is the puck handling. He's very deft at getting past defensemen and kind of getting past defensemen in crowds. So that's something that's that's a good positive yes. for a player of his size. Um, Someone who's good at passing, he ended up with 43 points in 63 for know Pretty good for a defenseman, by the way. Yes. That's always good for, for a D-man. And he created a lot of offensive zone entries and great passes to teammates across the ice he has what i think is a good hockey vision and that he can make those good cross ice passes and he's also got a little bit of physicalness to his game maybe not as much physicalness as his buddy but there's still a little bit of swagger to his game so to speak
1: yes yes yeah and he's got a lot of potential i mean um, he was actually expected to go in the first round, if not, you know, late first round. Um,
0: yeah, I, I heard, um, early second round actually. Yeah, Where so go?
1: Yeah, it's, um, could be another potential steal. Um, so it's always good when we get one of those.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, he should be playing one more season in junior. And I've heard some saying he could be a fringe defenseman, he could be one of those guys that could be, uh, back and forth kind of guy that is good in ahl but could eat some minutes in the nhl if someone gets hurt Mm -hmm. so now we could talk about long-term goals i guess perspective is maybe in a year or two where could you see him fit in with san diego if he winds up being that great depth guy
1: at very least he'd probably be a first pairing well uh yeah i mean it's really hard to predict because uh, we didn't really think that much of Axel Anderson before he came to the AHL, and I've I've written about it lots recently. That I feel he was the goal's best defenseman last year. Um, I mean, Trevor Carrick, yes, but that's a given because he's he's the vet. But um,
0: he's he's and, a Maple Bro. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. Anderson, if he'd stayed if he'd stayed injury free, he would have been like he would have been called up. He he had a really great year, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a shame. I, I think. I think, given good health, he could get a shot in the NHL at some point. At some point, I think he could.
1: The sad thing is that time is running out, but
0: yeah. See? Yeah. And by the way, just a little bit of extra on the expected likelihood of success chart, he's actually got a, or by he, I mean um, Luno, he has about a 20 to 25% chance of success in the NHL. Uh, The majority of that pie chart has him as a fringe player between the nhl and the ahl which is never a bad thing you always need those kind of guys right
1: yes yeah there are um, sort of deaf pieces that can surprise um and he's he's got the potential he's, he's got yep. the actually
0: I'll, I'll give an example going back to goals talk of a yep. player that spent a lot of years in san diego i don't know if you could see my screen really uh too well i'll kind of show big for the crowd if they can catch this there's a little bit of something, right here. A player that's been a lot of years in San Diego, kind of went back and forth, and finally proved himself this past season. The other Maple Brother, Sam Carrick. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You you always love those depth guys on the goals that could eventually make the Ducks, and that's that's the one guy I'm happiest for. By the way, is is Sam Carrick? Just the way he's become a fixture on this Ducks team. We miss him in San Diego, but good to see him graduate. I could see one of these defensemen being those kind of guys later on.
1: Yes, yes, definitely. Um, And uh, the defense of was a need going into this draft, given how many have been traded away uh, recently.
0: Before heading to break, I want to ask the fun question. Just kind of put you on the spot here. The, the fun question. Out of the two defensemen, Warren and Lunel, they got drafted pretty close, forty-two yes. and fifty-three. Out of those two, who do you think would more likely make the Ducks team first?
1: I want to say Warren. His, his need is, is more. Uh, we don't, yeah. Pure defensive defenseman. It's I think Martin Madden had a quote straight afterwards saying. We don't have anybody like that in the system. And he's right. Um, yeah.
0: I mean it's a it's a pretty easy question, but I've also seen some on sort of saying, Oh, Luno could be like one of those really underrated kind of guys. I'm like, let's slow down. <laughs> let's <laughs> yeah. let's let's slow down a little bit. I mean, I don't want to pump the tires too much. I mean, these are second rounders, but I like both these picks.
1: Me too, me too. Quite a lot. I, yeah. I mean Going into the draft, I was expecting a lot of forwards because it felt like there were more skilled forwards. Um, but yes, defense was the need, and I knew they'd pick up some. And yeah. they did pretty well with these two.
0: Wait till next year's draft. There will be a lot of forwards in next year's draft. A lot of high skill yeah, forwards. Yes. Yep. <laughs> All right, so if you'll indulge me, I need to do this for a hot minute. We'll be back after this brief word from betonline.ag or betonline.net which is the one place that has you covered the one place that we trust and folks if you want to check out the latest lines then head over to bet online right now hockey season's over but the lines for next season stanley cup is already there and it's baseball time so you could try to figure out who's going to make the world series is it going to be the dodgers is it going to be the orioles is it going to be the angels, sadly not, but you can check out the latest props, odds, and lines at Bet Online. Just use your laptop, which I'm on, or use your mobile device to check out Bet Online, which is where the game starts. And Bet Online is the official online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And you know what they should do, John? They should. Well. They should gamble responsibly. <laughs> and of by course. that, I mean, do not put any bets on the Chicago Blackhawks. Mm, Don't
1: do it. <laughs> well, you could bet on them coming last, if that's a thing.
0: You know what? I, I bet they'll make that thing like... Who's gonna be last place? Arizona or oh, that's an interesting question. Who's gonna be last? Arizona or Chicago?
1: Um, Chicago. <laughs> I mean, my
0: money's on Chicago too.
1: Yeah, uh, Arizona already has to. They already have a pretty good veteran complement there, unless they lose some of the Yeah,
0: but twenty of their first twenty-four games are on the road. That's oh. never good.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. I've really been paying attention to that whole, but um, that whole university rank thing. Everyone seems to be laughing at that. Um, <laughs> so,
0: I mean, we're laughing at that right now.
1: Cause... Well, I don't know. Was it? I think it was Sarah Civilian um, tweeted um, they're all dressed at the draft yesterday. They were all wearing the same blue suits or something. And she said they're all dressed the same because they're going to a frat party afterwards.
0: <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be so many jokes against them this whole season. You know it.
1: I, know. I feel bad. Like, Um, But at the same time, that was it their their GM was the first guy that spoke at the draft yesterday for their first pick? Yeah. It just looked slimy. I don't know. Don't sue me.
0: Um. (laughs) (laughs) Locked on Coyotes are going to come out anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about these other picks before we get in trouble here. Uh, (laughs) So pick number 107. We have an overager on pick 107 that we need to talk about. And you know what? If there's a pick that I, that I would want to stand by me, it would be Ben King. Ah, you see what I did there?
1: Yes. Yeah. Very much so.
0: It will not be my last stand by me" joke when talking about Ben King. <laughs> okay, he's an overager. He is 20 years old, which means what, John?
1: That he can join the girls next year.
0: Oh yeah. yeah so, that's funny
1: because, as I said to you off off, off here, um. It follows the exact same trend as last year's fourth-round pick, Josh Lapita. Mm-hmm. picked as an overager, did one year at college and came straight to the goals. Um, but, yeah, Ben King can come straight away this season, starting this season. Um, I like everything I read about him, uh, except for two things, uh, which we're going to get into. Um, but, yeah, he's a big boy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, they might be the same things as, as me.
1: They as are. Probably. They
0: are. Let's talk about the skating first. Yep, it ain't it ain't that good, is it?
1: Yeah, but I'm not I'm not as concerned as you are because, again, it's repeating what happened last year. The same concerns were with Sasha Pastajov and um, mm-hmm. skating can be coached. Sure, it's really it's a natural um, re- re- reactional instinct, but in players fall back on it if if they're not kept in the same. Uh, um, yeah, if they're not kept in the same cycle, but right. it's it's easily it, it can be coached out. Um, it's changeable. It's not something that um, could could hold back long long term. Um, yeah, so that's not my main concern. My main concern is that I mean it's it's shown that he was drafted in the WHL, played for Swift Current, uh, where he was drafted to 13th overall in the Bantam draft. Uh, didn't do so well there for what two and a half seasons, I think, and then got traded early in the third or right. second season, um, to Red Deer, where he subsequently took off, like just slowly but surely developed and realized the potential that he has now. Whether that's because he was older, playing with younger kids, um, that's 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 a, that's a risk you take with taking an overager, um, right, but also his. From what I've read, his need to have playmakers in order to generate his offense is what concerns me the most. Because <laughs> yes, the goals need goal scoring; they need offense. Um, mm-hmm. But as I also wrote in their offseason wish list, they have guys like that. They have Alex Lamouge. They have Hunter Drew who did pretty well in his first season as a full, like first full season as a Ford. Uh, but they needed somebody to play drive. They missed Chase Delio. They missed they missed Andrew Polarowski. Oh, Potts. Yeah.
0: We miss you. By the way, uh, shout out to Sarah Avampato, who covers the Wolves. We got to give praise to Podorowski because what did he do this season?
1: Tore up the league. Tore um, the league. Won the,
0: Calder, <laughs> won the Calder Cup. Yep. And um, apparently, by some accounts, he apparently should have won the MVP. That's the other thing that we could talk about I... off air. Like, we could talk about that on the, on the lockdown goals. Potts should have won the MVP this past season. I
1: wouldn't argue that, yeah. He, I mean, you can see it.
0: Yeah, we, we could save gone. that talk. We could save that for off-season talk, because I have a whole, like, Potts. Anyway, um, they have playmakers. Alex Limoges, I think, was the revelation of the season. And you bring up he needs a playmaker. What if you pair him with Limoges? Or, honestly, where do you see Ben King on this goals roster,
1: that's that's a good question because it's going to happen this year, um, and I've I've started putting together a roster already based on who's under contract and who you know who isn't. Um, right. And the right wing is really sparse right now. The left wing is packed. I mean, we saw last year, and that's when I was a little bit concerned that the Ducks took another left wing in this draft. Um, they like Braden Tracy and Blake McLaughlin had to alternate games, because there was not enough room on left wing. Um, right wing, they need, they need playmakers, they need... It,
0: it's it's players. empty.
1: Yeah. Um, ben King's a center. Uh, they're kind of okay for centers right now. Uh, especially yeah. Lupita coming in. I, ac-
0: I actually have him as center slash right wing, so he yeah. could go to the right.
1: Yeah, so in that regard, I could see him on a line, um, maybe with... Uh, a uh, Regan, just as you know babysitter, though so he, he may oh, not be Um and then McLaughlin on the left, drawing play, possibly, or Tracy. S-
0: hmm. So we're thinking maybe second line of Yeah, sorts? no, not
1: not top line, no. Um Okay. Yeah, Grew hopefully Grew comes back. Uh he might make the ducks again. Um to start the season like last year. Uh either way, yeah. Lapina's first or second center. So it's Grew, Lapina. Um, as the top two lines, and they've got Perrault. Yeah, so he doesn't really fit either either of the top two lines. Um, But, yeah, I'd say bottom six. uh,
0: I mean, the O'Regan line would be interesting with with the Ben King of sorts because I, I do like, while the skating could use some work, my favorite thing about Ben King was he's a great passer, good physical player, but he's a smart passer. So if you need someone that could finish goals, I don't know if O'Regan can be that top, you know, heavy goal scoring. I mean, we've seen that he can in the past. But maybe Ben King could be that guy that could just be the smart passer in that line. Who knows? Yeah.
1: And, no, I'm, I don't have it open, but I'm actually just in my head, I'm picturing, um, the I think I have Max Gollard on the fourth line because there's no other right wingers right now. Um, right. They've also got Pavel Reginda. Is the last name? Reginda. Um, Reginda, yeah, in. I think. Yeah, I mean, he might go to the Ducks, but from what I'm reading, he's he's probably needing to start in the AHL first.
0: Uh, I, I think he's going to start AHL as well.
1: Yeah, so he's a left, he's a left winger. Uh, so yeah, I'd say fourth or third line right winger, and third line would be with O'Regan.
0: Yeah. All right. Um, we have a few more picks to talk about, and we're kind of going to go. We're going to go lightning round on those last few picks. Sounds good. So we'll take a quick 10-second timeout while we get a drink, and we'll be back with those last picks on the other side. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm JD Hernandez, joined to my it'd be my left but on the screen it's to the right john broadbent from defend the nest so joining us special delivery so <laughs> <laughs> we have a few more picks to talk about uh three more as a matter of fact we talked about ben king on the last segment this kind of fit having you on because you know we we both cover the goals mm-hmm. and you know ben king is likely going to be a goal for most of the season but there's these depth picks that we got to talk about and it's condor heavenson heavenston ha you're right that one is gonna hard either. to say yeah That'll i'd love fun. to know
1: what the origins are of that one
0: yeah <laughs> oh man by the way he was a week away from being eligible for the 2023 draft so he's definitely on the younger side yes um born on september 11th hey fellow virgo Woo! what up <laughs> Hey, you know what it is not the best birthday i mean the best birthday is september 10th because it's obviously troy terry's birthday of
1: course of course
0: my yeah my birthday twin troy terry that's what's up
1: i knew that mm-hmm, hmm yeah <laughs> i know of all the dogs birthdays
0: i only know a few of them but troy terry is the <laughs> one i know by heart because it's my it's my birthday as well okay so so happy troy terry day and what do we got two months oh boy so Connor's birthday September eleventh. He's an interesting athlete, isn't he? He's he's a good looking forward there.
1: Yes, um, yeah, a lot of swagger from what I've read. Um, and as I said earlier, um, follows the formula of drafting a kid really young. So like Olin Zelweger was last year. Um, mm-hmm. It means that he won't be eligible for the girls till like twenty twenty five. Um.
0: Um. Yeah. Because, as of right now, I mean, he just finished his season with Swift's Current Broncos. He will be back there, I think, for two more seasons. So, you've got to turn yeah.
1: twenty before the season starts. So. Yeah, and
0: he would he would just make it. Yeah. So he would okay. have two more seasons in juniors, theoretically. Okay. <laughs> so. This is definitely a project pick for the Ducks. So what can you tell us about Connor Um,
1: Brief, Briefly, uh, I didn't have a heck of a lot of time to research on him, but um, yes, did pretty well in his rookie season in the WHL. Um, Reads to me like a workhorse. Uh, Defensive side of of his game is already there, and that's what he excels at, Um, which I like that because a lot of the time, Picks will be offense first, and they have to learn the defensive side second, and that's always that's always their knock. But um, he's defense first. A lot of comments I've read seem to say that when the rest of his teammates kind of forgot about defense, he was always there carrying the load, making sure he got back, um, which maybe I have a soft spot for that because that's kind of my game as well.
0: No, uh, I, <laughs> I, I, I read a similar report. I'm not, I read that same report, but I also read a different report also on that, and this was from Mitchell Brown. And I'm going to quote this. He says, he's an advanced defender. Off puck, he's always scanning, anticipating, and eliminating threats. He applies pressure without overextending, coming across the hips to force dump outs, intercepting passes, and getting steals. You love, you love hearing those kind of responses from a defenseman, right?
1: Well A left winger. Um Yes, defensive forward. Isn't he? Isn't he a left winger? Oh, um, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, if they if do, and um, if anything, uh, if he can, and because he was drafted so young, uh, maybe he finds the offensive part of his game further down the track, and then he turns into an absolute steal. I mean, uh, the last great plucking of the fifth round for the Ducks was Troy Terry. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you, you
0: see why I went there. Yeah,
1: I do now. There's I'm a like, method
0: oh. to my madness. Yes. <laughs> um
1: And so, I mean, I don't want to get our hopes up, but uh he really could. Like, because he's so young, we saw Olin Zellweger was drafted so young. His numbers were, you know, so so, but not explosive. And that's why he slipped to the second round. And then he absolutely blew everybody away this last season um and made everyone look stupid. So, yeah, he's hoping that Connor, because I'm not going to say your last name, um, mm-hmm. can do the same. <laughs>
0: I'm with you. Though. That that one's going to be tricky.
1: I, I'm going to research that... it. No disrespect. I'd love to know. I love that kind of stuff about like, where's that name from? Um, sounds oh, one later
0: on's going to be worse. <laughs> <laughs> so we got two more and we're going to uh, go through these ones pretty quickly because there's not a whole lot on one of them. So mm. I'll start with Michael Callow from St. Sebastian School in Massachusetts near Boston. Uh, not much of a scouting report on him. I do have this brief report on Michael Callow, as it were. Uh, just came out of prep. He's from St. Sebastians. Uh, had a stellar season. 41 points in only 25 games. And he even made the under-18 team for the development program. He's committed to Harvard for next season. Who, by the way, I I know we're both familiar with... Ducks prospects going to Harvard, right? Yes. There's a there's a couple names that come to mind. John, can you remind the fans who those two names are off the bat?
1: There is uh incoming senior Henry Thrun. And yes. um Is he gonna be a junior this year? Ian Moore. I think he yeah. is yeah. yeah. So i mean And there's all and there's easy. a
0: graduate from Harvard who's a San Diego Google.
1: Ah, oh, you're making me mind blank on that.
0: <gasps>
1: uh,
0: um. Oh, oh, Bedini? No, yeah, Jack Bedini. Bedini. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Bedini. <laughs> that, that's um, that's all right. I, I like Jack Bedini's game last season. He was fun to watch.
1: I'm I'm all about Lapina now. I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I know, no, Lapina had a fantastic season. <laughs> I like him. I like him a lot. I mean, you know which player I love the most was Alice Limoges. Yeah, like I know. He was my but, favorite to watch last season. But anyway, uh, going back to Harvard. Uh, Harvard yeah. guys.
1: Thanks thanks for letting me know, because I hadn't read that far about his profile. So good to know, Harvard. So you can join Throne and Moore. Um, and yeah, uh, it's follows, again, follows the same formula of the Ducks taking in a high school kid um, with my later round pick. Uh, yep. Ian Moore was one of those. And who was uh, last year was uh, Kukunin. So Kukunen, yep. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, and another one going to Harvard too. So maybe there's something to that. Or maybe this is just, well, I don't want to say being lazy, but who wants to travel to so many different colleges when you could just have all your prospects at Harvard?
1: Yeah, and... Maybe that's um, part of it. And also, like, reflecting on the high school thing where kids, I mean, teams are kind of they're not always drafting out of high school because well, the the level's not as measurable. Um, but I heard uh, one of the analysts say during the draft and well, the first round um, on on during it saying uh, this. I forget who he's was talking about, but the kid stayed home to play high school. It must have been the high school selection. I forget who, who it was, but uh, and he respected that because it shows loyalty. Um, they want to see it through. The whole team development program, um, yeah, which is clearly yeah. what he did because he's going to Harvard, so it must be in-state.
0: <clears throat> yeah, I mean, he wants to stay local. He wants to stay close to his family. He feels comfortable there, and and that's fine. You know, you always want your players to be as comfortable as possible. And in this case, he's not being far from home. He already has the scouts that he knows there, and having the ability to have the scouts that are already going to watch a more. Who's already going to watch a Thrun, mm-hmm. and you're going to have those same scouts ready to watch Callow as well. This is a win-win for the Ducks long-term, but this this is also a project pick. Yeah,
1: yeah, much like and, Um and he's a right winger as well. We need right wingers. Uh, yes. So, yeah. Hope he can turn into something, but no big deal.
0: Hey, if not, it's a late-round pick. Uh, the yeah, last pick. And- go ahead.
1: Which deal was that from? Because the sick, extra chicken runner was from the Raquel deal. This was so, from, so that oh,
0: one's from the this one's from the Ben, Hutton, ben deal. Hutton
1: deal. That's it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And this last one was from the I know this holzer. Yep. Oh wow. All the way back in 2020.
1: I know. I know. Wow. That's a long term. Um you know, I've, know been covering, I've been covering I've been covering
0: this team for so long that I almost was like, which one is it? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I remember this one because I was really hoping the Ducks would take uh, this overager um, who read to me like a little Theo Fleury. He was like a five foot eight um, pocket rocket. Um, but yeah, woke up this morning to see they took a goalie.
0: Yeah, this was a pick that kind of mystified me a little bit. Um, Vyacheslav Butiet. I, I actually you. had to look up the pronunciation for this one, this one was hard.
1: I was just going to say Slava cuz I know that usually their name gets shortened to Slava. But um
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Slava Abutiet. Another overage your 20-year-old goalie. Um there's not a whole lot on this guy. In fact, he's not even on any uh prospect board. It's not even like anyone's top mm-hmm. 200 250. Uh but what little we know about him is he's a 20-year-old that spent some time in the VHL and MHL, and actually had to look up both those leagues and learn a little bit more about them. Uh, one's a junior league in Russia, and one is yeah. kind of like a semi semi pro league. I uh, it out, out in Chelyabinsk, which isn't oh,
1: that yeah. original that's where Chistov played.
0: Yes, I don't recognize that name. Yeah, yep, that's exactly where. Um, by the way, shout out to uh, just like a really off topic us. Uh, friend that I know uh, has a play called Ghosts in Chelyabinsk. Okay. That's really off topic, oh, but cool. I'm, I'm still a theater guy at heart. This, awesome that's, though, yeah. Oh, this is years ago. This, this was another life ago. Oh,
1: okay.
0: <laughs> this, this will be part of the off season. Get to know your host content. <laughs> <laughs> um, But what little I heard about him is, you know, he's a fairly responsible stays at home goaltender last season numbers weren't too eye-popping, about a nine oh something safe percentage, about a, you know, 900. Yeah. Not too spectacular. But the other reason that we're probably not going to be concerned about that is because he's in Russia right now. Mm. And some of those guys might be staying in Russia right now.
1: I got absolutely nothing on this pack other than the stats to go by. Um, and his vhl numbers were pretty good that's the yeah i i had years. to
0: dig to find something
1: yeah about him um, and it was not say, easy like all i can say from a positive look at it is as much as i said before this draft that the ducks did need goalies um i still don't think they need goalies they're pretty well set they're quite kelly clang um i mean it looks like dirney and eric's neck might have run their course um although yeah. i'd like to give eric's neck at least one more chance um, so would I yeah uh, but my positive reflection or way of looking at it is Pabba Beeks learnt from Steve Eisenman and Steve Eisenman knew how to draft particularly Russian goalies I mean mm-hmm. I'm looking at Vasilevsky um, so you know and it's really utterly feel for the Ducks to take a goalie out of Russia I don't know when Bob Koff was probably the last one
0: yeah Um, this so this was really out of left field like you said um i don't think anyone saw this coming at all
1: so there must be something in this
0: yeah i I don't know what one of
1: the scouts must have been like i want that guy
0: um and the other obvious concern is you know would he even be allowed to come to the states because um just kind of off the ducks topic but onto the national hockey league topic uh, there was a story that came out about Kirill Kaprizov, who might be in Russia for a long time. So,
1: yeah, I was going to say it's it's probably a massively long term pick, but as you said, he's 20. So, um, you can, and draft out of, drafted out of Russia, he can, come, he can come over when he likes.
0: Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's a whole. Uh, so, final thoughts on this draft in particular. What grade would you personally give this draft? For the ducks, um, overall,
1: mm, I was really not that like I, you know, and uh, people probably saw on Twitter. I really wasn't that excited about um, the Gochea pick, but I've come around on that, um, and that's and that combined with the first two picks in the second round, as well as being king, um, puts put, it puts it on a par with the 2019 draft, maybe. Twenty twenty wasn't that great a draft for the Ducks. Twenty twenty one is still going to be probably one of the best ones they've, they've done in a long time, um, but so to me, that's like a B.
0: I almost want to give it a B. I, I've seen some B plus. I've seen a lot of Bs. I'm actually going to go B minus on this one, and I'll tell you why. Um, that last pick left a lot of talent on the table. There was there was a lot of guys that could be solid depth pieces in a couple of years and i i think they just left too much on the table with those last two picks in particular i mean especially like the goalie situation they don't need, don't need another goalie. goalie right now uh no. the caldo pick is a super long-term kind of thing so that's yeah, there's a
1: weird gambling thing going on with where they're following the same pattern every year and taking a project high school kid, but they're not allowing enough time to see how their previous projects are doing um yeah so Ian more is working out but hmm.
0: so that's why i'm not as sold so i think because of the last picks that's why i gotta bump it down to a b minus
1: fair enough fair enough and yeah i mean i'm trying to stay on the side of optimism but yeah i'm with you they didn't need a goalie with that last pick
0: yeah Um, i mean like you said last season's drafts i mean you know when it's highlighted by mason mctavish and you saw what he did in juniors just a couple weeks ago that's looking like (laughs) as weird as this is to say that's starting to look like it could be a steal at three which is weird to say right
1: mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's that's hard to forget the ducks had such a high pick (laughs) we never have.
0: I mean, you never know with the number one, number two pick on last year's draft, but hey, McTavish could be the real deal.
1: Oh, and while we're on high up end picks, not related to the Ducks, but did you see the diff steer that Shane Wright gave, uh, presumably, the Habs table after he'd been selected? Yeah.
0: (laughs) You you saw what I'm doing? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, like that. Yeah. It was. Oh. Wow! Ooh boy! <laughs> <laughs> the fact um, that he fell of number four was baffling to me.
1: Oh, fourth! Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. There, too.
0: there must have been a red flag or two there. As I was stoked for
1: the, the back-to-back Slovaks, though. Still, the best band name ever: back-to-back Slovaks.
0: Back-to-back Slovaks, love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I but guess yeah, one final.
1: Well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. You go. One,
0: one final question that I'll kind of start on. Um, what could this draft mean for the goals long, or at least in the short and long term? I I like the picks for the goals, and I do like that Ben King pick because I think he could contribute right away in San Diego. I think he could be that guy that is not going to score like 20, 30 goals, but he could be a contributor for San Diego, and he could be a good minutes eater, like you said, like that third line, second, third line. He could be someone that is important in San Diego next season. And depending on who they get in free agency, depending on who comes on, it, it, it could be good depending on what line he is. I like him with O'Regan. Actually, I could kind of imagine it right now. Him and O'Regan, they could kind of feed off each other a little bit. And King kind of has that transition game. O'Regan's a little bit older, but O'Regan is a smart player as well. Whew, there's a possibility mm-hmm. there. So yeah. I would say long-term, this could help the goals. Yeah.
1: Um, and yeah, at, at the moment, it's, it's brief, but I'm likening it more to the 2020 draft. Um, and I'll be happier about it if next year's draft, they get a whole bunch of playmakers and yep. steady wingers and such. Um, I mean, okay, if you draft by what's available and this draft was heavy on defensemen, then sweet. That's cool. Yeah, As long as you back that up with what you need as well for the following years.
0: Exactly. All right. So uh, that's going to do it for this particular podcast. Uh, John, thanks for coming on and breaking down the second day picks. I know there was a lot of them and you're going to have an article about it on Defend the Nest. So why don't you tell, why don't you tell everyone where they can find your work and where they can find you on the social. So the floor is yours.
1: You can find me on www.defendthenest.com. That's defendthenest.com. And on Twitter, I'm defend the nest sd. Um, that's where I'm most active. I'll share my articles on Facebook and Reddit as well. Um, feel free to message me. Uh, feedback. Um, uh, if you live in San Diego and you want to write about the goals, please let me know. I'd love to have something on the ground there. Um, and yeah, I'm working on this post re- uh, draft recap. I currently have articles up about an off season wish list, which features. A look around the league of uh, AHL free agents, um, and basically pipe dream, wet dream free agents. The girls could sign this off season, yeah. but it, it's on money and whether 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 they want to come. Um, but they need them. Um, they need them. Yes, they need them. And um, i, will, I will, when we find out about the assistant coaches, I'll update the with, uh, updates on that. Um. What else? I'm going to have some stuff coming up. Oh, I'll also have a look at um, undrafted free agents and who could we could be seeing at training camp because um, it's already been sort of mentioned recently and I haven't checked yet to see if he got drafted, but um, Miguel Tarigni, who came to training camp last season, um, has had a really good year in the queue. Um, and so if he didn't get drafted... He could join the girls as a
0: free agent. That's right. He did show up to camp. And in fact, I can tell you, he was one of the last picks Damn in this season. Yeah, I hate to burst your bubble. He was drafted number two sixteen by the Canadians.
1: oh uh, okay, that's fair enough.
0: That's, and now that's that been... I think about it, I remember watching the end of the draft going, that name's familiar. Yeah. And then it hit me, I was like, ah oh, dang it. Yeah man
1: Dang. oh well, um, well that's it that's why I'm doing this article I'm going to go look around at all the all the top scorers and the other leagues that are overages that didn't get drafted and see yeah, so.
0: he stays in Quebec what can I say
1: yeah <laughs> so anyway so we'll, look out for that
0: we'll, we'll see him as a Laval Rocket this season <laughs> uh, anyway um, you could find me on the socials I'm at StimpyJD the show's twitter is at LO underscore Ducks And I did promise to get back to everybody. I finally did. So for those of you that sent an email, sent messages, thank you so much. I finally got back to you. Uh, If you want to reach out to me, you could do so on Twitter. Or you could email me at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. John, thanks so much for coming again. And we'll do this again before the season starts around the rookie camp and whenever off-season content we could talk about. Because this could be an interesting off-season
1: definitely oh it's going to be an awesome off season yep i'm looking forward to it
0: all the cap space
1: yes all that money
0: Yep. and i don't know <laughs> if you've checked cap friendly lately but guess who has the most money to spend as of this moment
1: and absolutely has to spend it to reach the cap floor yep
0: <laughs> they need to spend that money john can't Matthew wait to have have you back
1: money. Yep. it's like the opposite of that little dickie song um yep Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, I can't wait to have you back on again and uh, we'll definitely talk before the season starts and let's have a fun season
1: I'm looking forward to it yes let's not like lump into the playoffs again and get totaled in the first round
0: yep Yes. and by the <laughs> way shout out also to all the goals fans that have reached out you guys are awesome um, gosh I love the goals fans they're amazing love you guys love so much them. yep yep Bushy love you buddy
1: I will wear that hat one day. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. You know, I've seen him so many times I still have not worn the hat. Oh. You know happened? what I'm going to you know what I'm going to do? Okay, next season I will go there. Like I will buy a ticket. I'll go there as a fan. We'll we'll see how that goes. <laughs> I'll go as a fan and I'll put on the hat or maybe during the preseason.
1: You have to. Um right of passage and don't forget to have your beers ready for the drinking game. Um, hopefully we won't yes. need as much this season. But I'll come up with I some will just
0: say the drinking game is fun, and that's all I'm going to say on in public. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's a good way to end it. For, <laughs> on behalf of John and myself, for Locked On Anaheim Ducks, that was John Broadbent. I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great weekend, everyone. Please continue to be safe out there. Be kind to one another and ducks and gulls fly together. Alright. Kaka kaka Not doing it. <laughs> not doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Next time we can do it. Kaka.
1: Bye.